After more than a year of our lives being affected by COVID-19, we find ourselves in a strange period of time of ebb and flow with a light at the end of the tunnel. This new normal, as some would call it, has allowed for many college freshmen across the country to be able to enjoy a full college experience, albeit with some restrictions in place. However, some Hamlin sophomores this year feel like they have been lost in the shuffle. The class of 2024 saw their high school graduations moved online and their proms canceled, and then also saw the majority of their first year at college through the lens of a computer screen. On this episode of After Deadline, we talked to Oracle Variety reporter Katherine Robinson about her article, What About the Sophomores?, which deals with how Hamlin sophomores on campus are adapting to their first year in person and her process in getting the story to print. This episode is titled, On the Subject of Sophomores. For the Oracle, I'm Jacob Kobe Alloy. Yeah, so my name is Katherine Robinson. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm a variety reporter at the Oracle. When I first got the assignment, it was a Thursday, and I wanted to make sure to quickly like reach out to people because I wanted to do a lot of interviews for this one. So on Friday, I put something on my Instagram story about like, hey, Hamlin sophomores, I'm writing this article. Would you be interested in it? And some people answered so i reached out to them um and then since i'm a sophomore i know a lot of sophomores so i just reached out to people i knew what were you kind of feeling like that first semester was it fun were you just disappointed like i was excited just because it was something new and by second semester i was like and made sure that i had some athletes and people that are really involved and people that aren't super involved on campus and got all of their perspectives. And by Wednesday of the following week, I was writing the article. Could you just walk us through, you know, what does it look like for a reporter? Because a lot of people don't know uh, what journalists do. Could you walk us through as a reporter what it looks like from receiving the budget to actually having a story in print by the next week? Yeah, so if I don't like have people in mind to interview, I normally put something on my Instagram story about the article and then like a poll if anyone would be interested in it. And then I'll kind of like pick a few people that answered and send them a DM and if they would be interested in being interviewed. And most of the time they say yes. So we can either do like an interview through DM or like in person or virtual normally. Yeah, and I guess in the world of COVID, is there, what's the differences, I guess, between an interview via Zoom or an interview in person or an interview via direct message or, or email? What, what is the, how do you approach it differently? Um, I've only done a few in-person interviews because of COVID. Um, and online, I prefer it over DM because I feel like it's more authentic because when we're DMing, a lot of the times it's hard for me to ask follow-up questions because they've given a very thought-out response. So DMs is like the approach I don't like to take, but sometimes it's just easier with everyone's schedule. But online, over in person, it's pretty much the same. It's just a little less personal, I guess. And sometimes it can be like a 
tiny bit more awkward, but it's been okay. In your way going about this, you you did get uh, DMs for this, right? And then you also conducted, this is one of the few times, like you said, that you conducted yeah. interviews in person. So what was what was that like? What was that process? I would say with the DM, I was really fortunate that this time around the person like gave a lot of information and like was really interested in talking about it because sometimes over DM it can be like really short responses so it's hard to like get a quote out of it but in person I kind of found some people and we did a group interview which was a really interesting process because it was more just like a conversation it's not you know it's not personal you can't really build friendships that way you know what I mean and now that I like see people this year like in person I'm like oh I faintly remember being like in something for an entire semester with you. Yeah. I will say though it was kind of a nice transition from high school into college because it wasn't just smack dab college. It was like a stepping stone. So it was really relaxed and easy to talk about. Um, when you were assembling the story, uh, why what what angles did you include and why did you choose to include those angles in this story? I wanted to make sure that I had an athlete's perspective because as an outsider, it felt like athletes kind of had the upper hand during the pandemic. Like they were able to make friends and they had like a whole team. So I really wanted to hear their perspective. And I don't know, I just chose after athletes, I kind of just chose like someone I knew and then if they had anyone that I'd be interested in so so it kind of evolved from a space of well I want to know what I want to follow this this trail of thought and also this trail but wherever it leads me is where it leads me yeah do you find that that's often how you write articles or often how you go about getting sources yeah I usually think of one person that I know and then I'll talk to them and see if they know somebody or I've just followed random people on my Instagram that have Hamlin in their profile. So it's been interesting getting tons of different perspectives. Fantastic. Um, So for those who haven't read this article specifically, what would you say the general themes of this piece are? What was the kind of common thread throughout all of the subjects that you interviewed? They're all sophomores, obviously. And they all kind of talked about a lot of negatives of like kind of last year and their first year but was interesting is a lot of them had positives as well which wasn't where I was expecting to take the story but it was interesting to hear kind of what they've learned and just let them reflect on how they've gotten to their second year and how it's been. Hmm. And uh, I think a big part of this was, like you mentioned, this was a group, there was a group interview done with three people at like kind of a round table kind of discussion. What was the dynamics of that? Like, how did, do you think that that kind of influenced where the story went? Or do you, like, what, what, what was that all about? It was cool because they were able to like bounce things off of each other. And it was definitely a longer interview than I've done. So it was really cool just to be in like, an informal space and just talk about it sometimes people are a little on edge when I'm like writing for the paper and I feel like sometimes they're not 100% honest because it's going in a paper and they don't know if I'm looking for certain answers but it was cool just for them to be honest and open 
Yeah, I think that that's a, a problem that I think a lot of journalists run into is that we're there to tell a story and we're there to, to get the news out and it's not necessarily about gotcha questions or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I appreciate that answer. Um, so I guess as it developed, like you kind of touched on this earlier, but as the story developed, did your did your angle and approach change? Did you go in with kind of a... Um, I, I'm going to interview people. Obviously, I think every journalist goes into a story saying, I, I want to find out where this goes, but I have an idea of where this will conclude. Did that yeah. change for you? It did a little bit. Like, I was expecting it to just be about, like, their lives on and off campus and how that's been going. And it mostly followed an on-campus route, which was cool, I guess. But... I don't know, it, it was interesting to see how their lives on campus, like that was their whole life last year as a first year student. Like they didn't really have anything else to talk about because they were living on campus. They were going to only online classes. So that was interesting and it was kind of a shift for me. With writing a story like this, like every story, there has to be some things left out or like some trails that you can't follow mm-hmm. because there's just not enough time, because you have to make deadline or mm-hmm. because of, you know, brevity, or it doesn't make sense for the article that you're writing. Is there anything that had to be left out for this? I was interested in seeing how their journey from the very beginning of the pandemic, so them still being in high school to now, and I wasn't able to really touch on how they felt b- right before they were coming on campus. a lot of kids are looking for, I want a total 360, you know, high school was one thing, but now I'm looking for the college experience. And so I'm getting here and this is being flat. I mean, but when you're like one of those people that doesn't like, is not used to studying, it was kind of nice to have <laughs> you know, the <laughs> to help me be like, okay, okay. So I had to kind of leave that out because there was just so much about their first year. But yeah. Do you think you'd ever go back to this story if, if you had the opportunity, if the variety section said, hey, I want you to follow up on this, do a follow up story, would you do it? I think I definitely would because after writing it, it was kind of a hard subject to write about because I'm also a sophomore and I wanted to really come across with what I was trying to say and that was kind of difficult in the article. So I definitely think it would be interesting to like kind of do it every year of like how is this class doing and forming and just talking with them again I think would be interesting. You said that you're a, a, a reporter for Variety, and this was included in the Variety section. Mm-hmm. Um, what is unique about writing for Variety? Because I feel like every time I open Variety, it's something mm-hmm. completely different. You know, one week you can read um, a food review, and then the next week you can read about how the Women's Resource Center is uh, updating certain policies or things. And this week we're reading about, or I guess last week, we read all about sophomores uh, and how they're adapting to being in person. What unique challenges does that present as a kind of place where a variety of things get published? I really like it because I don't have to write about just one thing. And it doesn't feel as serious as like the news section. And I like that I can come in with basically any idea and then write about it. Because I started last year and there were no events going on. And like normally variety is about going to events. So... Last year, we kind of shifted what it would look like, and I've really enjoyed just doing kind of random things, but it's still important. 
uh, in these interviews, kind of just jump back onto the original article. In these interviews, what what stuck out to you in the answers that these subjects and interviewed people gave? What was like? What were some of the quotes that helped you drive where the story went? I think what was interesting, especially with the interview I did over direct message on Instagram, was that she sent me like paragraphs of things, and that's never really happened before. So it kind of struck me that like this is something that people want to talk about. I know during like the group interview, someone I interviewed said that they're trying to make up for lost time of last year, and I thought that was really how was your freshman year like looking back now as a sophomore. I'm trying to make up for lost time. Yeah. But. It wasn't very enjoyable because of the online. And sad, I guess. So I definitely wanted to use that quote. Mm. Yeah, reading the article, I guess, there was parts of me that was like, oh, this is wonderfully nostalgic, but also like kind of sad. But ultimately, I think that it's hopeful. And I think that you captured that also in the in the piece with such conflicting like ideas rolling around in an article. How do you balance that? How do you balance the oh well I you know the story is sad and people are feel a certain way about it. People are angry. People are mad about this. But then how do you balance that with there's a hopeful side to all of this? A couple days after I did the interview and I was writing the article, I kind of sent them a follow up question that I forgot to ask them of like how has your mental health been affected? And they all said that it has been negative, but also positive. So I think that follow-up question helped form kind of the end of my article of like, they have been through this, but they're also really hopeful for this year and the rest of their college experience. And they learned a lot and it wasn't just a bad first year. It's kind of that silver lining in all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I'd ask you is, what do you think, uh, generally as a journalist, what is the what are the difficult things that you have to, like, what are the problems that a journalist run into? If there's any specific problems that you ran into with this article or articles you've run into in the past, the whole point of this podcast is to kind of give a glimpse behind the curtain and say, here's what the process is, here's how we develop stories, here's what we think going into stories and how they change. Mm-hmm. Are there anything, is there anything that, like happens so often you're like oh this is every journalist knows that this is something that happens yeah I would say it can be difficult to find people interested in being interviewed for something and not putting my own point of view in an article and just letting them talk for themselves can be difficult um, but it's also been a really good learning experience yeah it's a fun it's a fun and welcomed challenge I guess yeah Well, thank you so much, Catherine, for being on this. Thank you so much for talking with me about this. And um, if there are any other articles that you think uh, should be featured on After Deadline, just let me know. Right. Thank you so much. Great. This episode of After Deadline was produced and edited by myself, Jacob Alloy. Andrea Lindner, our editor-in-chief, served as the editorial advisor. The music included in this episode is courtesy of Jason Shaw at Audionautics.com. The voices and quotes you heard from Catherine's interview are those of Raul Ortiz, Kate Kelly, and Erica Albrecht. Special thanks to Catherine Robinson for delighting us with her insights. If you would like to read her article, What About the Sophomores?, and other stories she has written, pick up a copy of the Oracle on campus or visit our website hamlinoracle.com. 
After Deadline is a production of The Oracle, Hamlin University's independent student news publication.